know, it's been on my mind about the great similarities between prison and plantation. Hmm. Prisons and plantation. Feel like I've been on both of them. Or maybe they're the same. I don't know. That's why I'm kind of coming to you all and, you know, let you know what's on my mind because when I think of back in the slave trade days and I think of those plantations, I don't, I wasn't back there to experience what an actual plantation was. But I'm right here today and I've been in prison on those prison yards and I can only imagine you know what a plantation was because I was on a prison yard that if I had to describe the feeling that our ancestors got from being on a plantation I would have to describe the same feeling that I had while I was in prison for 28 years. So why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because I want us to realize that there was a time when plantations was, was put together and overseen by a class of people to degrade and dehumanize another class of people. But now they have expanded the reach because now they enslave, which today they call it imprisoned. Now they enslave anyone. They enslave anyone who is uh, does not fit the mold of their status quo. Anyone, actually anyone that they want to enslave, that's who they enslave. And who am I talking about they? Y'all know who they are. If I gotta tell you who they are, then you must be sleeping up under a rock for 400 years. But my point in this is not to inject racism, but to enlighten you on the fact that it's not even about race anymore. It's always about race with those who started and those who perpetuate that slave driver mentality. But I'm talking about the system as it exists today and all of the people that have become workers and agents of the system that is placed right now that enslave, which they call imprisoned people. Now, let's talk about how they do it today. Because we know from the real and true history how they did it yesterday when they went over to people's land and brutally massacred people and and took the women and took the men and separated them and did all these other things we already know about that but let's talk about what they're doing today because what they're doing today is no different than what they did yesterday except 
They going up in anybody's neighborhood right now. They don't care if the skin tone is the same. They coming up in your neighborhood. They building things in your neighborhood and they indoctrinate us to believe and back into what they're building because in that indoctrination is the psychological enslavement of the people. So what they're doing, what they're doing is they're introducing us to hateful thoughts, insecurities, weakness. They're telling us all these things about ourselves that makes us look at ourselves as less than who they are. Because our financial status don't equal their financial status, then we are weakened. We are nobody. So this is what the system is doing to us right now. This is how it pits us against one another. Because as long as we go against one another, they can do what they want to because we're too busy fighting one another. But what I'm telling you is that the plantation and the prison are identical. The only difference with the plantation yesterday and the plantation today is that call it the prison system and they imprison any and everybody that can help pad their pockets. That's the only difference. It's still slavery. They don't care your, your skin tone. They don't care about none of the skin tone or anything. The people behind the scenes of slavery, which is the prison system today, do not care about your skin tone. They're only concerned with padding their pockets and generational wealth. So now, the little boy that you grew up with down the street whose father never really liked you because you didn't go to school like his son and you didn't go to college like his son and you didn't work like his son or his daughter, that little boy who's he put, who his father or mother is putting on a path to law enforcement law enforcement, end quote. Now, you chose a different path just because your environment, your upbringing. You didn't have all of the amenities and qualities and all of the things that this young man had. And so you make a, a different choice. And so later on in your lifetime, you find out that that young boy that you used to play with down the street, his father who worked for the prison system or some law enforcement agency got him in there. And you go through your trials and tribulations trying to find yourself in this lifetime and you find yourself and made a few bad decisions in your life and now you see that young man again, but you're in prison and he's a security or what they call a prison guard. So, in today's time, the government don't care about who they imprison. The government, the people behind the government, the powers that be, are only concerned with how much money they can get out of imprisoning people. So, so that's the goal of them today, is just to imprison people. The more people that they imprison, the more they pad their pockets, the more they create generational wealth for their class of people, which are the rich people. They don't care nothing about the poor people. They don't care nothing about the poor people. Believe me, so all of, I know I, 
I know this hurt a lot of feelings. I know this hurt a lot of feelings. And I know some of these people who are, let me just call a spade a spade, some of these people who are white supremacists, uh, who thought that because some of their, not all of their, some of their forefathers helped build this system of uh, structural racism, institutionalized racism, they thought that they were immune to what's going on. They thought that they were exempt from the mistreatment of this system that's in place today. And slowly but surely, they're finding out that the system that some of their forefathers helped build, they are now becoming a victim of. And I sit back because now we are now seeing what slavery looked like. Because in this very day and time, we are being enslaved. We're being mentally enslaved, and some of us are being physically enslaved just by the circumstances under which we live that causes us to make some of the decisions that we make. Some of those decisions are not the right decision, but nonetheless, we make them because sometimes we feel like that's the only decision that we can make. That's the only choice we have. And so we make that decision. And then we're criticized for the decisions that we make, but in our upbringing, we didn't know that we had so many choices to make with respect to not becoming a victim in certain areas of life. We didn't understand it like that because we didn't have certain teachings and certain leaders and certain mentors in our lives and certain role models in our lives that helped us to navigate this thing called life, especially as an urban youth. This thing called life is very tricky when you're urban youth. This thing called life is very tricky. I'm telling you, it's very tricky. Not only because there are so many roadblocks in the urban community that tends to discourage, dissuade, or prevent entry into success, but those roadblocks are constantly being reinforced by a system that's hell-bent on criminalizing skin tone, that's hell-bent on criminalizing poverty, that's hell-bent on criminalizing mental illness, that's hell-bent on criminalizing people for their ideas. If the ideas do not coincide with certain other people's ideas, we become criminalized, ostracized. So now, what do we do about it? How do we navigate a system with so many roadblocks and a system that the roadblocks are constantly being reinforced by way of stigmas, by way of labels, by way of 
uh, mistreatments and abuses by way of government policies? How do we navigate a system that's so against us? So now we're talking about ways that we can navigate this system. We're talking about navigating a system now that's called prison or the present day plantation. And I'm not just talking about the prisons that have gates around them with barbed wire, with people with uh, certain identification numbers, which they call prisoner numbers. I'm talking about the prisons that we see every single day. But by the way, we all got a prison number. Look your number up. Look your social security number up. <laughs> You've been marked through your social security number. You've been marked through your identification number. You've been marked through your license. So we all have a mark on us already. They already make money off us already. And they already know from your social security number where your geographics are, where you were born at, where you live at, where you work at if you work. And so now what they do is they put the invisible fences around that area and they make you scared to go outside that parameter. In prison, they call it perimeter. Out here, outside of prison, they say parameter. So now we're talking about how the government instills a fear in us that causes us to be scared to cross certain parameters. Scared to succeed. Scared to reach out. Scared to stand up. Scared to shout. Scared to be who we are. The system puts in place policies and laws that deter you, discourage you, and intimidate you away from being you. Intimidate you away from lifting up your community. The system puts in place policies, rules, and regulations that tells you that you can only do this much in your life and no greater tells you that if you have a certain skin tone or, or are from a certain area of the city or county that you can only go so far in life. The system tells you that if you think that you're greater than I think you are, then you're totally wrong and we're about to prove you wrong. We're about to set, put ceilings over your head that are so low that you can't even stand up. That's what the system does to us. It puts ceilings over our head that is so low that we can't even stand up. And if we try to stand up, we're going to bump our head. And if we keep trying to stand up, imagine keeping bumping your head in the same place. It get a little tender, so much so tender that, that you end up just sitting down and saying, I'm not standing up anymore. That's the ceilings that the system put over our heads. The system 
puts around us the most terrifying images and the, the most traumatizing uh, uh, environments that every time we open our eyes, all we see is trauma. All we see is pain. All we see is hurt. The system does this to us for a reason. Why are they constantly feeding our minds images of pain? Why? Ain't that the same thing the history books tell that they did to the slaves all of those years ago? They indoctrinated the minds of the slaves with images of tragedy, images of pain, images of hurt. And they're perpetuating that same thing today. When they were beating people to the point of death sometimes and would not allow them to die just so they can remember and pass along that pain and that trauma to their child. They would beat them to the point of death, but leave them alive. Then soon they would beat to death so others can see and be fearful of who they are so that when I tell you to do something, you do it under the threat of receiving what we just gave to someone else. That's what they do today to us right now in our communities. That's exactly what they do to us today. I know everyone within the sound of my voice, especially on this feed right here, I know that you all can recall a time, and it's sad that I'm about to say it this way, but I know that you all can remember a time when the news was filled with police beating up black people. And I'm not even talking about the death part. We already know that too. But the news was, the media constantly told stories and showed visuals of police beating black people, pulling over black people, falsely arresting black people, falsely imprisoning black people, handcuffing, putting the knees in the neck and back of black people. Haven't the tide changed? Now you see them doing it to white people, white children, locking up white children. I mean, 10, 11-year-old children. Now you see them going after parents. They don't care who it is because everything is evolving. And this is why I always tell people that I speak to about us coming together to tear down this broken system. I always tell them that today, it might be me. But if you're not careful, tomorrow it might be you. And that's what's happening because everything evolves. So there was a time when white people wasn't on the news being, a, being the victims of police uh, shootings. White people wasn't on the news as being the victims of 
uh, police brutality. White people weren't on the news uh, as being the victims of uh, illegal arrests, traffic violations, and traffic tickets. White people weren't on the news like that. Now they plastering on the news that white people, you're not exempt either. You're not in our class, and therefore, you are a victim. Because those officers at those police stations are now being forced to meet a quota. To meet a quota. It's like an animal. An animal, a predatory animal in the woods. It looks for its prey. But guess what happens when there is no more prey around? What that predator does? You guessed it right. That predator then preys on the other predators. So that's what the system does right now. The system that once held white people as exempt from all of the arrests on the news and the beatings and the shootings and the, all this other stuff are now saying we have to turn on our own. And that's what they're doing. And please don't think that I'm saying that all white people are predators. No, I'm not using it in that sense. I'm using it just saying that the predator, who is the system, turns on its own and tells its own that if you don't do something, you know that you're about to become a part of my dinner. So what the system, so what the police does is they go out and arrest and beat and brutally terrorize some of their own white brothers and sisters. And they enslaved them. That enslavement today is called imprisonment. And they make money off them because they have arrested so many black people already. They have enslaved so many black people already that we have to now move on to greater things. There will never come a time when those predators will no longer like dark meat. But there is coming that time that those predators are feasting on white meat. They are they are enslaving that white meat. Think about what I'm saying. We're talking about plantations and prisons. It's a conspiracy. It has been a conspiracy for many, many years. Do you all think that What's going on on the news today just started today? This stuff ain't just started today. We just started seeing it today. But this stuff been going on. 
The flower blooms even when you're not looking. It also blooms while you're looking and you don't even know it. But it blooms. What goes on in the dark shall soon come to light. Plantations and prisons have been a staple of America since its inception. America houses more prisoners than any place in the, in the world. America houses more prisoners than any place in the world. Think about that. And in the Constitution of the United States of America, it clearly states that no one should be enslaved unless, unless, as punishment for a crime. And so, what does America do? They create more laws than anybody in the entire world. Why? So now they can they have so many laws on the books that you don't even know when you broke a law because they just made it up yesterday. They keep moving the goalposts. And so now that you have broken the law, committed a crime, now you can be enslaved or what they call imprisoned and being subjected to what the United States Constitution has deemed and termed and authorized as slavery. So now we're talking about plantations and prisons. So I make no apologies to my white brothers and sisters. I make no apologies to you. But the system that was put in place to dehumanize, destroy, and degrade black people, it was put together to do those things to black people, but you can believe that you weren't far from being the next victims of that system because once they see the system as eaten up and chewed up and spit out so many of its initial targets, now they look for new targets. Now they look for new targets because they know where all the money and where all the potential money getters are. Where they live at, the, the entire geographic, the entire financial background, the potential. They can see this 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line. This is how generational wealth is created by projecting how much money I can make today, tomorrow, and beyond. But I will have to set in place a strategy, a business plan that I can lean on and say that this plan, if carried out, will net me the generational wealth that I'm looking for. 
but I cannot stop. It's for example. For example, you take Bill Gates, for example, when he came out with the uh, Microsoft, and at first it was just, I think it was like some computer software at first. Just some, some kind of simple that he made a lot of money off of, then he began to expand because he's seen how people chewed that up. So his sights were set on something bigger. And then again, his sights were set on something bigger again. He achieved that. His sights were set on something even bigger. He achieved that. So much he achieved until the government said that you got to break that company up. You got to break it up. Because at the rate that he was going, he was going to become the government. the puller of the strings behind the scenes. And they did not want that. So they made him break his company up. And so what I'm saying today is plantations and prisons are the same way. The people behind the scenes who's pulling the strings needed new, what they call new life. Because they destroyed so many, they needed new life. And so they began to turn on their own. They began to turn on their own. That new life, that new life that the system began to prey on, did not take away the fact that they were still praying on black people. It did not take away from that fact because we see it every single day in the news, every single day in the criminal reports, every single day in financial reports, housing, jobs. The system has been put in place to do exactly what it's doing. It's not building lives. It's not fortifying lives. It's not structuring lives. It's not giving support to lives. It's destroying lives. It's holding people down and putting ceilings over our heads so low that we cannot stand up. The system is putting ceilings over our heads so low that we cannot stand up. And so we walk with a hunch in our back because that's how low the ceilings are that the system has put in place. We walk with a hunch in our back, which we lose multiple inches just to, due to the fact that we're hunched over. But we can walk hunched over to the door of that ceiling, and all we have to do is keep moving forward to get from up under their cloak so we can stand up and fight for our God-given rights. We have to find the doorway so we can get out and stand up. 
It's like I was telling the story of why the cage birds sing. The cage bird sung because the cage bird was tired of flying around the cage, tearing his wings up just to try to find a way out. A bird wasn't meant to be in, in, in cage. The bird wanted to flap his wings, fly, fly to the limitless sky. So in order to fly to fly to, uh, 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 the sky, the deep blue sky, the bird had to get out of that cage. And so now what the government do or America does to black and Latino people or any anyone who does not share the skin tone of what America was built on, anyone who does not share that skin tone, which is white skin, Anyone does not who does not share that skin tone, America, make sure that we're in a house with a ceiling that's very low, so we don't stand up. And they make us scared to look for a door way out. They make us scared. They tell us that. You were meant to be where you are, and this is all I'm giving you. This is all I'm giving you. This is all the assistance that I'm giving you. This is what America tells the, the uh, black and brown people. And we buy into it. We begin to accept their handouts, not realizing that all we got to do is find that doorway and step outside that doorway and be anything that we want to be and not be condemned to poverty, not be condemned to dehumanization, not be condemned to powerlessness because the government wants us to be that way. Find the doorway out to your freedom and your success and everything else will fall in your lap. But if you back into what the government is trying to sell us about us, they trying to tell my story to me. Have you ever heard somebody try to tell you a story about you? Case in point, I remember I was in prison and there was this young guy. I had been in prison by this time, like maybe 17, 18 years. And there was this young guy. He was about maybe 22, 23, 24 years old or something. He went to telling guys about this story about me. He didn't know it was about me. And so when I heard some of it, I was like, man, uh, you know that guy? And at the time, I had been locked up like 17 years. He was only like 23, 24, 25. So, if that, maybe 20. So, he went to telling me some stuff. Obviously, his older brother, that's why I later found out it was his older brother or father that I knew. He was telling me a story about me. And the story was all wrong. So, what I did, 
But after he told me the story, I gave him my ID. And he looked at me and he said, man, that can't be you. I said, yeah, that's me, brother. My point is that we are allowing a system to tell us a story about us when we know that the system does not have our best interests. And the system is the one who put the roof over our head so low that the, that the system did not want us to stand up. If we want to take reins of our own destiny, if we want to be who we really are, if we want to stand up, lift up, and pick up our community, then we cannot allow the government or this system to dictate how we choose to rise above our worst circumstances, how we choose to be the best us that we could be, how we choose to better our environment, how we choose to give back to our community and reach back to those brothers and sisters and pull them up with us so we could be better people today and better people tomorrow, not just for us, but for the whole of humanity. And with that, I'm going to close, y'all. I'm going to say peace and love to those within the sound of my voice and for those who cannot hear the sound of my voice. Say, pass along the message because someone needs to be inspired.